Welcome to The Podcast is Real. It's time for a Geek Rewind. Gas up the DeLorean. We're going back. 1987. The year was 1987. A gallon of gas was 89 cents. Full House had premiered on television and would juggernaut its way for eight more years. The very first Simpsons short appeared on Tracy Ullman and juggernauted its way to its own show a few years later and is still running today. The very first Final Fantasy game was released in Japan and juggernauted its way to still being released new games today. Reagan delivered the famous tear down this wall speech and theaters were graced by one of the most 80s movies of all time. Seriously, like there are a lot of movies that scream 80s cheese, but this movie just seems to encapsulate everything about the 80s in one film. And of course, I'm talking about the classic 80s rom-com Mannequin. <laughs> no, wait, hear me out. Mannequin. It's goofy. It's cheesy. It's so deliciously 80s. And I have to admit, it's definitely a guilty pleasure. It's got affable good guy, Andrew McCarthy, handsome, but not in a threatening way, right? Because as the hero, he's a down and out artist who can't hold a job, makes a mannequin that he considers his finest work of art and falls in love with it. Because like you do, right? Kim Cattrall is an Egyptian princess. Wait a minute. What did I just say that? I did. She is somehow an Egyptian princess. Um, okay. And she's magically transported from the year 20, 2154 BC to 1987 into this mannequin that's only alive when Jonathan Switcher, and that's Andrew McCarthy's name. And is, is that an 80s hero name or what? Jonathan Switcher? John Switcher. Yeah. he's She's only alive when Jonathan can see her. No one else can. So naturally he's crazy. So. It's just so 80s. There's a snobby ex-girlfriend, evil corporate retail villains, James freaking Spader as an oily bad guy. Oh, go I figure. he was in that. Right? Yes, Meshach Taylor as not only the single African-American in the cast. Not only the single African-American in the cast, but a wildly flamboyant homosexual stereotype that has got to be one of the most 80s things ever, right? Every film in the 80s had at least one of those types of characters, right? A token African-American and a token homosexual. Mannequin said, no, we're doing it all in one character. Give me Hollywood. And Meshach Taylor came to the rescue. Uh, Revenge of the Nerds did that too. Do you remember that? Yep. They put his, yeah, let's just right. shove yeah, it all into one character. That's all we need to the do. Javelin we, throw. That's, that was the definition of diversity back in the 80s, right? Ultimately, the two get into all kinds of antics. Her life is in danger. Switcher saves the day and they live happily ever after, we assume. Uh, like suddenly she can be seen at the end. We don't know why. There's no magical explanation or solution. Because they why, make a sequel? Why would yes, there they be? Did. They did, but it wasn't the same characters. I guess saving her life brought her to life for real. We don't know. I don't know. Who cares? It's pure grade 80s cheese that somehow worked. But here's the thing. 42 million plus at the box office. Now that doesn't sound like a lot in today's box office terms. Back then that was big. And hear me out. Listen to this. This movie beat out Spaceballs, Star Trek IV, The Voyage what? Home, The Lost Boys, Princess Bride, Princess Bride, all well below it on the box office list. Where the heck are all the nerds and geeks in 1987? Why are we watching <laughs> Mannequin in the theaters? I don't know what happened. But I gotta say, I was there. I went and saw Mannequin too. I saw all those other films too, don't get me wrong. I did my part, nerds. Where were you? I don't know. But uh, but I did see Mannequin. Uh, I gotta tell you, uh, and the other thing, like every 80s film that can claim to be worth its salt, of course, it had a catchy 80s pop anthem. And we can build this world together, standing strong forever. <laughs> Nothing's gonna stop us now. And if this world runs out of lovers, we'll still have each other. Nothing's gonna stop us. Come on, Chris. Nothing's gonna stop us <laughs> now. That's how we that's how we get around the algorithms. We don't have uh, we're that's not gonna use the real ones. We got Utah on there. 
Starship Sans Jefferson, right? Ticks all the boxes for an 80s hit, I guess. Um, this, uh, anyway, Mannequin. It's a guilty pleasure for sure. Uh, but I challenge you to watch it, find it if you haven't. Gentlemen, thoughts? <laughs> That's my thoughts. What do you guys think about Mannequin? Is it a must-see? Here's the thing. Okay. Every Go. 80s movie is a must-see, including the ones Fair. that you mentioned, because if you don't watch Princess Bride, Spaceballs, then there's something wrong with you. In, in Star Trek, another different Discovery Country, there's something wrong with you. But Preach. there's also something wrong with you if you don't watch Mannequin because it's up there with <laughs> Weekend and Bernie's and everything else. So it's that, I, oh, absolutely. It, you don't want to admit it, but it you liked right? it, right? You you did. Exactly. It's terrible exactly. in all the best ways. Yes. Oh yeah, and, and it's got you know I didn't see it in the theater um, because I saw the other movies in the theater. <laughs> but there are so many there you know little snippets that you remember. You remember the first time that Kim Cattrall came to life you remember her uh, um, you remember uh, i remember a mannequin on the back of a scooter as a motorcycle is trying to escape the police <laughs> yeah he's on oh, a motorcycle, motorcycle? Yep. See? he had a legit motorcycle it was, too. It was, that was great. Motorcycle. i love you that yeah. there's some iconic scenes in there you've got the mannequin on the back of the motorcycle you've got you've got hollywood with the fire hose keeping the policeman at bay <laughs> you've got i remember i remember like and they're, the and they're perfectly dry in the very next scene no joke right. Yes. Yep. Right, right. There, there <laughs> the all these very... little things it just it, it just kind of like uh, has a nice little place in my heart like chris said like with weekend at bernie's or any of those <laughs> other silly rom-coms um ski resort oh my gosh right <laughs> um and I think it's something with our generation, people of our age. Like, I don't think my kids would find Mannequin all that entertaining, except in, in, in a different way. They'd be like, oh, my gosh, really? You like this movie? <laughs> a little a little bit of interesting trivia. So it was directed by Michael Gottlieb. And he this was what? his first this was this was his first directorial debut, like his big one. And uh, he went on to direct such amazing films like uh, Shrimp on the Barbie. Do you guys remember that one? That was with yes. Chief Marin. Yes. And uh <laughs> Um, Mr. Nanny with Hulk Hogan oh. and a kid in King Arthur's court, which actually I think might've been more uh, successful than the other one. But um, yeah, that was oh, Mr. Uh, Nanny. Yeah. <laughs> that was the stuff that, that he was known for. And um, the shrimp on the Barbie, he actually took an Alan Smithy credit for. So it wasn't even him. He, I mean, he didn't even want to claim that one, but uh, yeah. he claimed all the other ones, but uh, no. Um, and actually, and I, and, you know, and as a moment of like, uh, seriousness that um, he actually unfortunately passed away uh, in a motorcycle accident um, later in life. So, but I do, I do, you know, want to thank him for this film. I mean, I just, and like you said, I think a lot of the reasons we love these movies is the nostalgic connection that we have to them. Right. I still have, I have friends in their thirties who have this weird connection to mighty Morphin power Rangers that I just don't understand, but they love it. And it's just nostalgic for them. And they're loving when there's new movies and stuff coming out. And I'm just like, okay, whatever, you know, my kids were into it, but it was never a big thing for me. Um, but, and you know, but the, then here I am promoting mannequin. So who am I to talk? Right. <laughs> um, but for me, it was, uh, I did have a, a nostalgic moment. I saw it with my grandmother back in the day. We used to go see movies and she took me to see movies like chariots of fire back in the day. We saw ghosts. She actually oh, went to ghostbusters yeah. with me, believe it or not. And then, um, uh, and then we saw mannequin, uh, and stuff like that. So that was, that was nostalgic for me. I think that's part of the reason that it's, it has a place in my heart, but it also, it's just, it's just fun. I don't know. It's just this weird, stupid, fun movie. And uh, there's a I'm, certain innocence to the those '80s movies. Yeah, you know, yeah that definitely. I don't think we can recapture now. Just, just ask John Cusack. Right. 
And let's and let's right. and let's address let's address something for a quick second. I mean, I'm not kidding about that. Uh, the way they handled diversity about back then, right? Mm-hmm. The, uh, could was he doing uh, this campy, you know, thing? Would this be offensive now? Would that be, you know, uh, these days? You know, how would how would do you think that would go come across nowadays if somebody tried to make that movie? I, I think now in that it would way. come across. I think now nowadays. You know, because I see, I still see things like on Black Twitter, as they call it, and everything. People still get a little upset when they're kind of shoehorning that type of character. It's like, well, why did they? Why did we have to have this character sure. like this? You know, or have it this way? Why can't they just be the lead or something like that? Or why do they have to be the bad guy or the thug or whatever? You know, like I don't know. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. No, I, I absolutely agree. I, I'm not sure that that character, written as it was in '87. Um, would um, pass the censors, so to speak. I don't think it would mm. quite work now. Um, but I mean, because Misak Taylor was kind of playing a, an amplified version of of who he played on Designing Women, right? Right. Yeah. Right. So, um, but I, I I think that it would have to be a bit more nuanced mm. uh, now if they did something like that. But I mean, who? Nobody's going to make that movie. The right. 80s moved, the, the 80s were a time where, where certain things worked out. All right, so that's this week's Geek Rewind. Thank you for joining me for that, guys. It was really fun. <laughs> I do. I hope people will go out and find that movie and watch it. I, I did find that you can't stream it right now. You can purchase it for like nine ninety nine on Amazon. But uh, yeah, you, Utah, play us out. We got to uh, play this up. <laughs> Nothing's going to stop us now. Uh, we couldn't get the rights, or I'm not going to pay for the rights. That's basically how that works. But uh, watch Mannequin. We'll see you guys on the next episode of World Gun Geek. Thanks for listening to our bonus episode. The podcast is real, is hosted by Jeffrey Ford, and produced by Jeffrey Ford. The podcast is real, is a World Gone Geek production.